Hey, badasses. I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Stevie Stays Kirsch. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we feature the stories of women that make us say, that's badass. Through this podcast, we want to lift others up and empower all women to own their badassery life. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We'd also love it if you joined us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Badassery Life. And if there's a woman that you'd like us to know who's a true badass, please email us at badasserylife at gmail.com. I love it, Stevie. And by the way, I didn't even say, I haven't seen you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe the summer's over, Kelly. I know, I know. And I, I have to just say, just in case our listeners hear dogs or sirens or uh, screw-ups, it's because we're doing this on Zoom, even though we really wanted to meet this uh, guest in person, but life and everything else put us on Zoom again today, but soon, my friends. Soon, soon. yes. Soon. All right. All right. Well, I'm excited about this one. Um, Stevie, I met this beautiful badass just once at an event here in Indianapolis and her presence was powerful. Her vibe was awesome. And her zest for life was just really contagious. She is a professional photographer of 17 years who really understands the impact of being vulnerable in front of a camera. She's also a professional speaker who talks about her childhood sexual trauma and her lifelong psoriasis. She's actually created a cool sisterhood of like-minded souls who have taken the leap of being, as she says, weirdly vulnerable in order to promote personal and collective growth, which I just love. Oh, and should I also mention that she's the founder and executive director of a nonprofit called Regeneration Indie. So we'll hear about that as well. But Stevie, meet my new friend and your new friend, Sarah Boutwell. I'm so excited just meeting her for like five seconds before we started recording. She's already like my best friend. Like I can already tell that we are kindred spirits as well. (laughs) And I'm finding it really surprising, by the way, that you have a 17 year long career in photography because you look like a baby. I know oh she's like one. She started when she was like one or two years old. Seriously, she's beautiful. Yeah, I feel bad for my my people, gorgeous. people that are just listening. So I know we'll post. Oh my gosh, you. you guys are making me blush. I very much appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you so much. Um, and I feel the same way. We're already friends. As soon as I met Kelly, I felt the same way. I'm like, well, she's in my life now. Hope she doesn't mind. <laughs> nope, I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. And Stevie's the same way. Open arms. So we're excited about this. So Sarah, thanks it. for joining us. Um, we're going to go ahead and get started. And I don't know, tell us a little bit about the young Sarah. Like, were you always this badass? Oh gosh, absolutely not. No, no way. I had that, you know, poodle perm in third grade, that <laughs> embarrassing moment. <laughs> Um, the real talk young me was just a goofy average grade getting softball player, um, (laughs) who randomly had a creative side. I, I did grow up in choir, so I love to sing. And then in high school, let's, oh gosh, um, let's share this, I guess. I did do color guard in high school. (laughs) Hey. Hey, it was a good workout. It was very disciplined. Okay. Um, but it also gave me an opportunity to do dance, which I really loved and just performing. So I guess I always had that artistic side, uh, kind of hidden back there, um, behind my huge softball career. That was, that was most of my childhood growing up. Well, I love it. I love that 
a competitive spirit about you, but I also love the fact that everything you mentioned, generally speaking, is not in like the really cool kids category of high school anyway. And yet here you are emerging as this badass. Like, I love that. I love that. But truly, all the things that you did in high school shaped you. All those things are very competitive and just it's it's amazing. So congrats on on that career. Yeah, absolutely. But Sarah, you are very um, vocal and open about your childhood trauma as well, too. And um, as we were talking about before this show even started, before we uh, hit record, um, wondering, you know, how much you're willing to share about that um, childhood sexual trauma that you went through. And as Stevie pointed, it sounds like it's something that's really uh, led you to your life's purpose. So can you talk a little bit about that and what you're willing to share? I don't want to um, yeah. dig too deep. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm all about digging deep. Let's go as deep as we can go. Grab the yeah. shovel guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> most of my friends know when you get with me, um, you're probably going to cry at some point because I, I do know that, that talking about the hard shit is really what brings growth and what brings the genuine connections that we need to be able to thrive in this life. Right. Um, so to be completely honest, from the age of 12 on, I completely blocked out any sexual trauma. I lived my young adolescence like any other kid, completely oblivious, to be honest, that anything had happened to me. Um, you know, I really thank my brain for using that um, blocking out mechanism. Uh, I don't think that my 12 through 19 years old would have been as enjoyable had I been dealing with that. So really, thank goodness that our body kind of does have that weird coping mechanism because um, it allowed me to, to get through my adolescence joyfully and like I said, goofy. Um, but when I was 19 is actually when the memories and the complete um, detailed vision of everything that happened to me came flooding back. So I don't know if anyone's had that experience here, but I know the more women I talk to, the more I realize that that does happen often. We all deal with it in different ways. Um, and my way was to to block it out for several years before, before it all came back. And I went, oh shit, that was my life? <laughs> well, that sucks. Uh, so at 19, um, when I remembered everything happening between the ages of nine and 12, my whole world kind of turned upside down. I thought that I had lived a pretty normal childhood um, in my brain at that time. I thought that I was angry and stubborn just because I was a Taurus and that's what we're <laughs> supposed to be, right? <laughs> just a bull. Um, but once those memories came flooding back and I was able to actually sit with what had happened and truly start coping, by talking about it, um, then I was able to revisit this subject with my parents and have the conversation with them. I was able to, at that point, um, I had had my son already, got pregnant at 19, had him when I was 20. So I didn't have the conversation with my parents till about a year after I remembered. Um, but it took me having my child and realizing what that type of love felt <laughs> to actually want to even heal that relationship with my parents. Um, 
they were not the abusers um, in any way, unfortunately. Um, man, this is weird to say out loud. So thank you for giving me the space first off. And I know you said, I don't have to go super deep. Um, but my abuser was my oldest brother. And to be able to go to your parents and say, hey, I know you had this child long before me, um, but he decided to violate me in ways that I now have to cope with um, is probably the hardest conversation you can ever have uh, with, with your family or with your parents. Because um, you don't want them to think differently about their kid. You know, I understood with a firstborn son who I now had, who was, you know, six months old, how special that relationship is. And you would never think that your baby would do anything like that. Why in the world would, would that happen? Or how could, th how could that happen? And as a parent, I didn't want them to take on all the guilt of, oh shit, we allowed that to happen. There was just a whole, a whole thing to unpack there. Um, but I'm so grateful that I had that conversation with them because that is really what started my whole healing journey, realizing that it has to be talked about no matter how hard the conversation is. Um, so Sarah, how did you ultimately lean into that vulnerability? Uh, yeah. So this is going to be a, probably a two or three part question. I apologize. Number one, was there something when you were 19, other than having your son that triggered all of that, all of those memories, all of that experience flooding back to you? Uh, to be totally honest, I was very much into the church life um, for between like the ages of 14 and 19. Um, and it was actually at a church service up at the altar when I was just crying and not understanding where all this pain was coming from, not understanding where I felt like I needed to have a boyfriend. I needed to have physical touch in order to feel loved. I didn't understand where that came from. So it honestly was a a, ch a church service um, of me just breaking down and letting it all out emotionally um, that allowed it to all rush back to my memory. I think it's especially hard for anyone listening to this story because generally speaking, you think of the older brothers as the protectors, the ones that have your back no matter what. And I think that's especially disturbing in your case because it's all of that was stripped away. Yes. So when you, when you decided to open up and talk about that, how did you start to really learn to cope with it? Honestly, Stevie, um, it really was almost a whole decade later um, from the time that I remembered to the time that I really started to talk about it on a regular basis and was able to finally start talking about it without my voice shaking, without me just breaking down and crying and going, okay, we'll try again next time. Um, it took time. It took a lot, a lot of time uh, for me to sit with it and process it. A lot of writing, I had to write a lot of it down um, and I had to journal a lot. Um, that really was a process that, that helped me. But once I hit 30, and I started talking to other women in my world, even people I was close to, this may surprise you, but 
all the women in my world, none of them had a clue that that happened to me until I was in my 30s. Friends that had been friends with me forever. It was never a conversation that came up. And to be honest, Kelly and Stevie, like that is what really helped me realize that we don't talk about this shit enough. How can I be friends with these women for so long and nobody knows what I went through as a child? Like, that's not even a real friendship. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, when are we going to start digging in and getting deep? So Wait, were you maybe protecting yourself? Was that part of the protect Sarah or were you like purposely two different people because you didn't want to either be judged or you didn't want to maybe continue to say it out loud and knowing now what we know about you too like that didn't define you like you were able to heal cope and you know accomplish so much that I mean that that's in itself is is quite a feat too so I think back then I honestly was more worried about protecting my family, protecting, Ah. still protecting him for whatever reason. Um, But really it goes back to that feeling of not wanting my parents to be embarrassed, not wanting the brother that I am close to, that's much closer in my age, not wanting him to be embarrassed. Um, it, It really didn't have much to do with me. I was afraid of throwing my family under the bus. Uh, I was really in people pleaser mode still Yeah. Um, instead of what I needed to do and what I needed to say to be able to heal. Yeah. Well, have you healed? Amen. Um, it really, I cannot lie. It's an ongoing process. I don't know that any of us will ever be fully healed from trauma. I honestly feel like we're healing until our last breath. We're growing until our last breath. So I still have things that come up where I'm like, oh, that made me feel a way. I thought I had dealt with that. So let me look at that a little harder. Let me sit down and journal about that. Let me, let me meditate about that. Um, so yes, I am, I am healed, but I'm also healing. Um, I, don't, I don't think that I'll ever be something that's fully healed because that shouldn't happen to anyone. At the end of the day, it sucks. At the end of the day, it is trauma. At the end of the day, it, it is violation of your body and no one should have to go through that. So healing's forever when it comes to that, I feel like. Well, I just want to say, I know Stevie and I are thinking the same thing. Like, we're just so thankful that you were willing to share your story. We are sorry that you went through all that, but I think that you went through that because there was another greater purpose. And part of that purpose that we'd love to hear about is your photography and the the sisterhood that you create and the, the healing that you're able to help other women. So um, can we talk a little bit about that? Cause I just, yes. first of all, your photography is amazing and beautiful. Um, so that's something to celebrate, but also just the story of healing that you're able to give other women. So talk about that. Cause it is, it's the BOW, is it beauty of women? Yep. Bow. Bow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's really, it cracks me up because Bao is the start of my, ba- my, the start of my last name. So I was apparently born to do this project. Um, <laughs> not spelled the same, but so yes, Bao started because I know I told you guys I like to write and I like to journal. And finally, one day I was like, damn it, I need to write a book. Like this shit just needs to come out and in real form. Right. Um, But when I thought that, I immediately also thought, how can I feature women who have kept me going? How can I give a nod to all the women in my world who 
motivate me to pick my head up every day and know that I can make the choice to be joyful. I can make the choice to have a happy life. I can make the choice to have genuine relationships. Um, so Val honestly started because of the book, but because I wanted to really give a shout out to, like you, give a shout out to all the badass women who are out here inspiring others. And so I'm like, okay, so how I'm just going to tell my story and share some poems that I've written throughout the years, but I'm also going to feature images and and snippets of these other women who are also badasses and warriors and have been through trauma and made it through awesome things. So it really was my conversations with the females that are close to me that led me to starting this project. And it was really sitting down with them and saying, hey, here's what I've been through. You wanna tell me your, you wanna dish your tea? <laughs> do you yeah, wanna yeah. tell me your trauma too? Like, who wants to do that? Nobody wants to sit down and talk about their trauma. Like, especially, I'm not, let me be real. I'm not a licensed therapist. I am in no way technically certified. Um, but I'm also not out here diagnosing anyone or prescribing anyone anything. I am just a human willing to talk about the shit that I've been through and then willing to listen. So Bow is going to be a book, but it has become the sisterhood of women who are willing to get together at group sessions and events where we just open up and talk about the real shit from the start. I know like you're like, I don't know how uh, deep you want to dive. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's what I do. Let's <laughs> put our swimsuits on because we're going in y'all. Um, it's those conversations that I've had one-on-one -on -one with women that have made me realize how important it is to have a group of women talking about the same thing. Um, both of those are so, so important. So I started this project just thinking it'll be a book, and now it has ended up being literally my entire photography career, I feel like. Um, women reach out to me to do one-on-one -on -one sessions because they feel like I can provide that safe space for them to freely talk about anything they've been through and not be judged at all, because girl, I'm... I've been through some shit. I'm not going to judge you at all. Right. <laughs> like, oh, kudos to you, Sarah. I have to say, talking about our shit is hard, right? I mean, there have been times that I have felt things come to my mouth and almost leave my tongue, and but you reject it. You bring it back for whatever yeah. reason. The fact that not only are you so comfortable sharing your story, but you make so many others feel comfortable about sharing their stories and what they, their experiences, their traumas, whatever those things are kudos to you because it's that shit's hard thank you um you know a couple of women that have been through you know a one-on-one -on -one and a group session have said you know this hits different than therapy and I think it does because I'm not trying to sit behind a chair and and tell you all the things that are seemingly wrong with you or your flaws or, oh, you've been through all of this trauma. So let me tell you the next steps on how you should deal with that. That is not at all what I do. Um, it hits different than therapy because I'm just like your best friend going, girl, that's fucked up. <laughs> right. right. I can't believe you went through that. Girl, I want to be angry with you for a second. Let me hold your hand. Let's be angry. Okay that's all right. We went through what we went through. 
once we talk about the anger, once we talk about the trauma, once we talk about all that shit, none of us should really have to go through as women, yet we all do. Then we take a big deep breath. And then we start talking about the things that we know that we are, who that we know that we are, okay? What have you done since then? What are you proud of for yourself? What do you love about yourself? What is something that you used to hate about yourself that you now are like, you know what? That's actually kind of effing cool. (laughs) And so we can talk about all the hard shit. That's great. And it feels good to talk about all the hard shit because once you do, (laughs) you can take that sigh of relief and then celebrate. Celebrate yourself for where you are. Celebrate yourself for not giving up. Celebrate yourself for being brave enough to talk to somebody about it. So then when we get to that celebration mode, then I finally pick up my camera and I'm like, okay, time to take pictures. Right. (laughs) But I literally don't touch my camera until an hour and a half to two hours into hanging out with a woman because I want to know you, like really know you (laughs) before I I attempt to capture your energy through my lens. There's no way for me. Now I know after 17 years of photography, there's no way for me to truly capture you um, unless we're having the real conversation first. And so I have women that approach me now for bourgeois sessions and I'm like, yeah, you can come get like naked and dress in cool lingerie in front of me, but like, you want to cry first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say, Sarah, and I know we want to get into your nonprofit and uh, some other things too, but I have to guess uh, that what you, what the gift that you're giving these women is not only the gift of listening and also being there for them and kind of creating this safe space, but I would have to guess that you give them their beauty, pride, boldness, badassery, like all of it back. And I can't imagine like how beautiful and how amazing that is to see the women from the beginning to the end and have them just own that moment. And I just think that's incredible. And I, I think that's phenomenal. And I hate that we are like already like almost 20 minutes into this podcast. Cause I could just spend so much time into this. And I already said like, Oh, we try to keep it to 30 minutes. So we might have to have another session with you too. Um, yeah. But the truth is the photography is just a, a part of it. Right. It right. Is. Yes. So honestly, the photography is the <laughs> time-wise, the photography is the smallest part of the session. The photography itself maybe takes 20 minutes to a half an hour. <laughs> Even beyond the session, Sarah, you t- let's talk about your nonprofit for a minute and why that's so special to you and, and how that all started. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, photography has been my thing for 17 years, um, but I never looked at it as an art form for whatever reason. Um, and then in 2012, I got encouraged to show some of my nature photography at, at an art show. And that changed my world forever to the point I was able to actually do photography for an event that featured 20 to 30 different local artists every month. And so for like a two year period, I was meeting so many talented artists right here in Indianapolis and was blown away. And that is what started Regeneration Indie. I said, there has gotta be a way that we can show the next generation that they do not have to move to New York or LA to be a full-time creative, that they can do it right here in Indianapolis. And so 
my photography did lead me to, to starting Regeneration as well. And so now we have about 30 different local artists that teach a variety of workshops to kids. And then we host these youth art shows where they actually get to display their work, show their work, talk about their work to the community and then sell their work. And then they get a gift card to an art supply store so that they can continue their, hopefully their newfound passion. Um, but it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing experience. And it does weirdly tie in with Bao and what I do because it's all art, it's all community, it's all relationships. Someone told me recently and I've never heard anyone say this, but they really hit it on the head that my art is community. And whew, I almost got emotional about it for a second. Um, you can, you can. That's understandable. Absolutely. But it really is. It really is. I have had enough experiences in my world to know <laughs> that it's the power of people coming together with the same intention that is what's changing the world. And so whether it be through a Regeneration Indie Art Show or whether it be through a group bow event, I know that when I am the person that is connecting all of these people to come together, that something magical is gonna happen. And just the other day, <laughs> my friend Deanna um, thanked me for being able to be that person who puts strangers in a room and then those strangers leave with lifelong relationships. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored to do what I do in, in every capacity. <laughs> That's it, special. That is. It is special and it's beautiful and all the things. Um, and with all those things, I guess one of my questions is what, what matters most to you? Like what gives you the, the greatest pride or the greatest joy. I know those are kind of separate questions, but because we're almost running out of time, I want to add it into this all in one. <laughs> and then Stevie, I'll let you ask the very last question too about gifts. But um, so yeah, what, what brings you most joy? What makes you most proud? What brings me the most joy? Um, honestly, seeing people succeed, seeing people overcome. Uh, whether it's the women in my world or whether it's my son and, you know, he's working on his first job right now. And I'm so proud to, to watch him go back and forth to work and get his first paychecks. Um, I, when I see a youth artist sell their first piece of art for the first time and their eyes light up that someone wanted to buy something that they created, those are the things that light me up. It's, it's people, the interactions between people. That is that's it. 100%. I love it. Um, so Kelly and I know, especially with as many badass women we've had on this show, that all women have strengths, whether those are strengths that come with building community like you do. There are certain gifts of inspiration, courage, empowerment, so many. What do you think your primary strength is and how do you like to share it with the world? <laughs> I'm gonna use a word that seems opposite of strength, but my biggest strength is my vulnerability. <laughs> and I truly mean that. I would not be able to have the career that I have, the support that I have, the tribe that I have without being able to be vulnerable first. So that is my biggest strength is not being scared anymore to say exactly how I feel, to say exactly what I want, how I want it <laughs> and to just move forward with that in, intention of 
being completely me. So yeah, vulnerability is my greatest strength. Kudos for you for getting there so quickly, because uh, if you talk to a lot of women, they'll say, yeah, that comes with maturity, being able to own, you know, who you are and say explicitly what you want to say and, you know, operate your life the way you want to. Kudos to you. Thank you. Absolutely. And you must be a pretty good dancer too, because we asked the question like on our pre op thing, Stevie, I don't know if you um, saw that when I, we said, what brings you happiness? And she said, dancing, seriously, she loves to shake her ass. So (laughs) (laughs) me too. It's true. It feels so good. I mean, come on, let's be real. Like when you put on your favorite song and just start grooving, like (laughs) what else, what is wrong? Nothing. (laughs) Right. Right. Sarah, we have to let you give a shout out. Where can people find you? Where should they follow you? How can they support you? All the things. Absolutely. So as far as Regeneration Indie goes, if you're an art fan or care about the next generation becoming creatives, you can find us on Instagram at Regeneration Indie, just all one word. Uh, We actually have a free community art day coming up. We could totally use donations and sponsors to be able to give away a bunch of free art supplies. So that's coming up at the end of October. So yeah, find us, um, regenerationindie.com and on Facebook, all, all the same thing. Um, as far as bow goes and my photography, Instagram is at daily bow. Um, and Facebook is just bow beauty of women and they can find all my photography just at photography by So you'd be able to find bow through there and just about anything else. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we add that uh, on our links as well, too. So people who are driving and listening don't get in a wreck writing all that down and they can connect. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And I don't know if you're getting your notifications right now. I'm just following you all over the place right now. Um, You look distracted. I'm like, (laughs) it's because you went went online and you started following her right away. I I sure did. I (laughs) I knew it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing a part of your story, your, your strength, your hardships, your heartbreak, but also the fact that you are this beautiful warrior, a woman of strength, creative, caring, kind. And um, I absolutely love the three words that when we asked you also what you, how you would describe yourself, you said determined, compassionate, and goofy. But Stevie and I will absolutely say that you are a badass. A hundred percent badass. Yes. Thanks thanks to you for being with us. And thanks to all your badasses out there for listening. We'd love to hear what you think. Write us a five-star review or shoot us a message at badassfreelife at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at badassfreelife. We'd love to get a special shout out to Kevin McLeod for our podcast music. And of course, our badass producer, Jenny Duran. And Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you. And for all the uh, badasses out there, keep being your badass self. Thanks for listening.